0: You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. You can find more interviews and features at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. dylan peterson
1: for chirpradio.org in austin texas for the south by southwest with julian baker and it's raining
2: yeah it's uh i'm not um that bummed out about the rain though because it was so hot and like kind of muggy so i think maybe it'll get all the humidity out and it's also like cooling off so
1: have you been here all week
2: um, I got here on Tuesday, and we checked in, and I just went to some unofficial fest and saw some friends. And then I played a show last night, and I'm playing again tonight.
1: What was the uh, unofficial one? That's the cool stuff, I think. So yes, what was that? <laughs> absolutely.
2: absolutely. Um, so the unofficial one I went to was uh, at this house in the Eden Co-op, and it was Broken World, Tiny Engines, um, just some, like, DIY bands and stuff. And then uh, yesterday before my show, we went to Love Goat and saw... Uh, I think it was called Ground Floor. And it was like Sinai Vessel, Hodera, like some emo, screamo, pop punk bands. Um, We're actually going to the top shelf father-daughter thing uh, before my show today. So that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's easy to stay busy at this thing.
2: Yeah, it's incredible. And at first I was overwhelmed and I I started to panic a little bit. I was (laughs) like, no, there's too much. I'll never get everything done. And I talked to one of my friends and he said the best thing to do is just enjoy the music that's in front of you. And it was actually pretty cool because I thought, wow, I have just seen 10 amazing bands in one day. And for those 10 amazing bands, there's 20 amazing bands I didn't see. And it's cool that all of that music is happening at once. Like, how cool.
1: I totally agree with your friend because, you know, we have our things. I'm doing my interviews. You have your shows. So we have to do those things. But then other than that whatever, if you bump into somebody and they say, oh, we're checking this out, you follow them and you just yeah, do it.
2: exactly. Yeah. And it's cool because we try to make like a loose schedule. I'm a, I'm really type A, which seems averse to the, I think musicians get a rap for being type B and very flippant, like go with the flow, whatever. But I, I have to have a plan. And so it stressed me out a little bit, but... It's cool, we'll run into people, and they'll just be like, we're going here, and I'm like, cool, maybe I'll see ya. I have no idea. Everything's up in the air.
1: I wouldn't have guessed your type A just from your music, I think. That seems more kind of introverted, but no?
2: yeah. Well, I mean, so type A, maybe not in the way that I'm so, like, -like achievement-like, goal-oriented. I don't know, though I am. And I try to now, like, I was, I used to be very introverted and withdrawn and, like, quiet and shy but the more and more i have to interact with people at shows i've realized that like the way to overcome that in a positive way like a healthy coping for being introverted and anxious in social situations is just to be overly goofy overly chipper like excited and try to come at it with like almost too much excitement that way it abates the fear or like worry and then i end up having like cool conversations if i'm just like what's up i'm julian baker you know like It's easier than I used to like get really in my head and be very socially anxious. Sometimes it still happens, but
1: This reminds me of I didn't realize it would remind me of this until you just said it But are you a fan of uh, Bon Iver? Yes Well, when, you know, he first did his album in the Cabin and everything, it was very, you know, shy, sad dude, sad songs, all alone. Uh, And then he started doing other things after he, you know, made a name for himself, you know, gangs and like that other goofy stuff he did. And he went like was a goofball about it and his Kanye stuff.
2: There's so many artists like that. I feel like um, even my friend uh, Cam from Sorority Noise is a person who I've grown to have a relationship with, he hit me up about my music and I was like, I'm a fan of yours and he writes songs about being anxious and sad and struggling with issues that are like you know serious like depression and, um, very personal heavy topics and then meeting and texting with him and like meeting up on the road he's just like the most outgoing gregarious goofy guy and that's true of so many musicians I think it's because you have to have that balance like if you're going to plumb the depths of the darkness like when you're alone writing songs in your room then when you're around friends you just want to like be excited and try try to enjoy it and not because man I used to get overly anxious about shows and stressed out like what if I mess up or like what if these what are these people going to think of me and it would like ruin the experience and like I just want to be grateful And enjoy like how amazing this festival is And all the cool music I'm around And this interview, like so cool I get to be talking with a dude from Chirp Radio You know what I mean? That's amazing
0: And i
1: Go home, is. Go home destroyed me when I first heard that, and it still does. Does it destroy you every time you play it?
2: It used to, um, and I think that's like a lot of people will pick out that one and say like that's a particularly destructive song. Um, but I wrote it, so that song was like a gift song. I wrote it for two of my very good friends who were there with me during the situations that I'm describing in the song, which was maybe like one of the darkest periods of my life. And I wrote that song and I gave it to them. And then I ended up putting it on the record and attaching the arrangement of the hymn at the end. And now it's like, when I think about that song, it's almost like looking at a different person like, all of the things that have happened since I've released it and since people have talked to me about the record and thinking about, I was writing that about, you know, such horrible self-loathing and, like, sadness. And to see the difference in how I coped with things then and how I coped with things now. Now, it's the same way with a song like Rejoice. I get to be happy about singing it in a way that, it's not like I've built up a callus and I no longer feel those emotions. Because I still, I don't know, it's like a monument to, that was how much things sucked, but look, they can improve.
1: You mentioned the hymn at the end. That was the nail in the coffin for me when I heard uh, you playing In Christ Alone on the piano. Um, So that song, I I came from a Christian background myself, so that was like always a song I heard growing up. And that was, always one of the more sincere songs you'd hear every time that came on at you know worship service um, so if I sang it I was like I got to be serious about this one if oh, I'm gonna yeah. sing this you know what I mean yeah. so for you to put that in your own song do you have that same kind of sentiment towards that song as like a really just truthful kind of honest uh, piece of worship
2: oh yes um, so what's interesting about hymns is that they're they're dated pieces of work right and you imagine antiquated theology as being very uh, traditional and like non-progressive um, but I find that as much as like whatever's revealed about because there's that whole element of like bible thumping hellfire and brimstone people that uh, focus on uh, punishment and retribution instead of like grace and love as the primary like characteristic of christianity which is refuted i feel like you wouldn't think that hymns would be such a valuable way of disseminating information about you know they're just like a song that's dated like any other old country song um or old folk song but the lyrics in in christ alone like no guilt in life no fear in death no power of hell no scheme of man that's like not only telling you like okay so you're a broken person it's okay we're all broken people. There's nothing you can do. It's already done for you. God loves you no matter what. No power of hell, no scheme of man can ever pluck you from his hand because he already loves you. And I was like, wow, that's amazing. You know, and there's so many hymns like that that are like, it's totally spot on with the progressive theology of the churches that I I identify most with now. And, uh, And so when I would sing those songs in like my home church in memphis i'd just be totally amazed by how concise and articulately it encapsulates the most important things about not religion but like christianity at its core which isn't a religious practice or like a to-do list or a checklist you know what i mean
1: yeah i wonder when i heard that that track because you have the you know fire and brimstone preacher kind of doing his thing and so there was like this juxtaposition going on um
2: It's just the game of semantics you always have to be careful with. And so that's why I want to be as forward and as open and direct about, like, where I am with faith so that no one gets the wrong idea but also knows that, like, there's love out there for you. You know, it's not just finger wagon.
1: So is that where you're at with faith?
2: Oh, yeah. Um, Which is interesting because especially I talk to a lot of people. You grow up in, like, a counterculture of what have you, punk music, and you grow up around people that are estranged from the church because they have tattoos or they lead weird lifestyles or they're queer. Like, I'm, like, being a queer musician, it's weird, and I thought that I was gonna, living in the South especially, I mean, God, that's, like, a huge hot-button issue. Like, um, the controversy between, like, liberal politics, uh, marriage equality, uh, women's, bodily rights and then that not aligning with like what every church thinks but then I always tell people the story about when I I was like attending this church and I was scared to tell them that I was like to come out to them and I remember I told one of the women there I was like I'm gay and she just goes so and I was like that's how you're responding you're just saying so and it just taught me that there's a lot more acceptance out there If you look for it, and it's worth reconciling because there is this other side of the coin that's not represented in the media that wants to highlight Westboro Baptist Church that is all about like honest service and love and like growing to just be a human to other humans. It's what I've experienced in church and why I identify with
0: like spirituality.
1: Julian, thank you so much for talking to Chirp Radio. Have fun at your shows, and have fun at South by Southwest. Of
2: course. It was wonderful to meet you, Dylan. I hope you stay safe, stay out in the rain. Yeah. Awesome.
1: Dylan Peterson for Chirp Radio.